0: gwaltney group remax results welcome to rochester real estate featuring robin Waltney from Waltney group remax results and andy brownell here's andy brownell on rochester's news talk 1340 kroc am and 96.9 fm good morning everybody andy brownell on News Talk, 1340
1: kroc am and 96.9 fm it's saturday morning shaping up to be hopefully a wonderful weekend and i am joined by robin gwaltney Gwaltney Group remax results. Good morning, Robin.
2: Good morning. How are you?
1: I am doing great. I hope your day is starting out well.
2: It's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Nice to see a little sun peeking through, <laughs> and it's maybe not going to be snowing or so cold. You know?
1: Yeah, the I'm forecast. Ready. The forecast for the next week is quite a bit more promising than what we've had the past couple of weeks.
2: I'm excited because. Um, After the show this morning, I have the Easter egg hunt over in Wabasha for the Wabasha office. And um, we've been working on it. The gals that work at the Wabasha office and myself have been shopping and stuffing eggs and getting prizes. And we're getting so excited, but it's all set up and it looks so good. And I think the kids are going to have a blast. Next week is Easter already, Andy.
1: I know. How Summer crazy is, is that? It doesn't fast. feel like
2: we've had enough spring for it to be Easter next week, but <laughs> it is what it is.
1: So the Easter egg hunt is are the eggs hidden just in the office or do you go out into the park? They're out or?
2: in the we we're right by Heritage Park. So right. I think the word hidden is pretty loose term because they're just scattered all over the park. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be pretty easy for the kids just to spot someone, pick them up. It's just that they don't know if they found A treasure or a Tootsie Roll or, you know, until they open them. So that's the fun of it.
1: I remember taking my kids when they were little to the Easter egg hunts and you could see the different personalities of the kids. You had the highly aggressive, high energy kids running about, (laughs) scooping up as many eggs as they possibly could. And then the more passive kids who, eh, whatever, and then the really passive kids who had to be led by mom or dad and Mom and dad half the time had to pick up the egg.
2: We're trying to use a little structure because it was a little bit of mayhem last year. So, (laughs) you know, you learn, right? So we're trying to do a little structure. And so we know how many eggs we have. And we're going to kind of get a rough estimate count of the kids by dividing them into age groups before they start. And then we're going to tell them you can pick up 10 eggs or 12 eggs or whatever it is. So when they're done, then they stop.
1: Okay. So
2: we're going to try would, to keep it a little bit fair.
1: That would resolve many of the issues, I imagine.
2: Yes. It's supposed <laughs> to be a fun day, not a not a, not a tear-filled day.
1: Oh, it's going to be fun regardless.
2: I- yes. So, so I might be doing fun stuff. And actually, some of my team members are helping. But I do have some um, team members doing open houses this weekend. Oh, so
1: fantastic.
2: We're not all playing. Some people are working. And we have some new listings that... Um, are coming on the market and have just come on the market. So if, if people want to see those, don't worry. There'll be plenty of us available and ready to you know, <laughs> show houses as well.
1: The show must go on. Correct. Regardless of Easter egg hunts.
2: Correct
1: so do you have some listings you can talk about that uh, Yes. Yeah, so have open houses? we
2: actually have a nice two-story up on um, 5182 southern ridge lane southwest it's not a new listing we've actually had it on the market for a couple of weeks which in this market is crazy but it's a really big house and it was it was built for um multi-generational family so it's got five bedrooms plus an office and four bathrooms and it's a three-car garage. Um, it was built in, I think, let me see. I should be able to find that on here. It's not terribly old. Well, it I'm sounds sure like the
1: perfect, gonna... the perfect post-pandemic home.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's a lot, lot of room to spread out for sure. And um, we just did a price reduction. So, I'm thinking at this price, this thing is going to fly off the shelf. It's 519,900 for that many rooms. Wow. And it's up. Yeah. And it's up on a hill. So it's got a beautiful view and it looks down over all, a lot of the other houses in the neighborhood and yeah, no, it's really pretty. And, um, definitely I think you should check it out if you're in the market to spend a little over a half a million dollars on a big two story with lots of rooms. It is open today from 11 o'clock till 1230. And Brett's gonna be hosting it, so I'm sure he would love it if okay. people stop by and take a look.
1: Three stall garage.
2: Yep, three stall well, garage. It's
1: gonna get a few people out there for sure.
2: Definitely. <laughs> and then we have a couple of um new listings that are gonna be held open tomorrow. One of them is at four, excuse me, fourteen thirty three Ridge Cliff Lane. In northeast, that one was built in 1990, and it is uh, five beds, four baths. So wow. another big house. This one is listed for 499.99, and it sits on a nice, um, nice big yard. The lot is 100 by 130, so it's about a third of an acre. Nice. And it is um, going to be held open tomorrow, Sunday, from 10 a.m. until 11.30 and both Michael and Donovan will be there to host that. And when they finish up there, they're going to head over to 428 16th Ave Southwest and that one is um, 439.9. It's a four bed, two bath, another two story. It was built in 1946. It's kind of a Traditional salt block, or you know, salt box looking house. Yeah, it's, it's one of those gray. houses
1: that that sits way back from the road, right? Correct. Uh, Correct. Okay. Yep.
2: Yep. So on the south side uh, of
1: the road. Yeah.
2: And that one will be open tomorrow from noon until one thirty. And again, Michael and Donovan will be there. So um, if you're looking for open house, we do have those three this weekend. Um, I have a house that I had put on the market as a coming soon on Thursday and it's actually just open for showing starting today and we have quite a few showings scheduled so I'm excited about that. It's listed at 1408 Crescent Ridge Road, Northwest, and it is listed for 975. It has 4 bedrooms and 4 baths and a 3-car garage and it sits on just over 2 acres. So uh, beautiful, house. beautiful, yes, yeah. If you want to see that one, feel free to give me a call, and I'll line up a tour for you. And then I have one that is going to be—it's still coming soon, but it will be available next week. And that one is twelve eleven Fox Hill Place Southwest. It's officially in the MLS as a coming soon. Five beds, four bath, big ranch with three car garage. It was—it's twenty years old. It was built in two thousand two. And it is listed for $9.29. So we've got some some nice, big, um, beautiful high-end houses right along with that mid-range. So we got a little bit of something for everybody. We still have Wild Rose Lane because it's sold. And then uh, the buyer was not able to get his permits reinstated easily through the township. And I think he just threw in the towel and sent over the cancellations. So now I have, yeah, now there's new people interested and excited. So we'll see where that goes. But um, I'll tell you what, I was called even by the Post Bulletin this week, wanting to do a feature story because so many people in town have so much interest in that. And after doing the podcast with you talking about it, I had a lot of people reach out saying, "Thank you for telling us the rest of the story." My gosh, it would be such a shame if they actually tore yeah. that down. You know, it looks like it would be just beautiful up there. So, obviously, there's people on both sides of that fence, and time will tell. So, we'll just keep watching that one un- unwind.
1: I just can't imagine if there was a feasible plan to complete the house that everyone would jump on board.
2: Yeah, because I think be such that- a waste. It's such a waste. And going through the courts, as we all know, is never a uh, slam dunk. It's it's pretty drawn out, and especially if one party appeals the decision and then the other party appeals the decision. So it seems to me mm. that that route is only going to result in the neighbors looking at the half-finished structure for another, I don't know, year or two. Oh, goodness. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you have to just keep us up to date on the developments for that. I definitely will. I know I people are will. interested. Very good. We, we already have to take our break. So we'll be right back with more Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax results on News Talk 1340, KROC-AM and 96.9 FM.
0: We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC-AM and 96.9 FM. Are you worried about maintaining your lifestyle in retirement? Brownell on rochester real estate this is news talk 1340 kroc am and 96.9 fm
1: good morning and welcome back robin gwaltney with gwaltney group remax results joining me this morning and the interest rates are creeping up and now we're hearing robin economists saying that they may creep up higher than we anticipated
2: faster for sure yeah um I actually have an article in my hand that says 5% mortgage rates are on the horizon. And this was dated April 6th. So very, very recent article and talks about how the mortgage rates have been rising quickly over the past month. A year ago, the 30-year fixed rate mortgage was 3.18%. But last week, it averaged 4.67%.
1: Oh my goodness, really?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's in one year. And mortgage rates surged more than 90 basis points in the month of March alone. So 5% mortgage rates may be here sooner than many housing analysts had originally predicted, which is exactly what you just said.
1: But to keep it in perspective, that is actually a rate that is uh, in the normal to the lower normal range.
2: Yeah. 5% is still a fabulous mortgage rate. Absolutely. And you know, it's tough to swallow if you missed an opportunity to get three and a half, you know, let me just give you some, some real numbers. So say last okay. year you were able to buy a house at a three and a half percent interest rate. And let's say you were looking at 400,000. Okay your mortgage payment would have been 1796 now if you're gonna buy a house for four hundred thousand at five percent your mortgage is gonna be twenty one hundred and forty seven dollars oh, so
1: okay. yeah
2: I mean it's it's a little tougher to swallow for sure um still affordable for most people it's just you know when you're talking about an extra hundred bucks a week that might be another um, time that you don't go to dinner or, you know, something like that. I mean, it's it's going to adjust your budget for sure. And unfortunately, the other thing is, is that $400,000 is not going to buy you as much house as 400000 did last year. So as prices go up, you're getting a little less house, right? And then with interest rates going up, you're getting a little higher payment. So some people have the mindset that, oh, maybe I'll just wait for prices to go down or rates to go down. I wouldn't advise that.
1: Uh, Not in this market, especially. No,
2: no, I wouldn't advise that. You might have to downsize what you were going to buy. You know, maybe you were going to do that jump from your starter home to your $800,000 house because the interest rates were so great that the payment was going to be you know, an eight hundred thousand dollar house at three and a half, your payment would have been thirty five ninety two. Well, at five percent, that payment would be forty two ninety five. So instead you might be like, you know what? Let's just go to a seven hundred thousand dollar house where our payment will be thirty seven fifty eight. You know, not a lot more than we planned, just a little less house if it's your budget that you're focusing on. if If it's waiting for the interest rates to come down, I think by the time, we may never see that. I mean, they may level out right at 4%, drop a little bit. I mean, level out at 5%, maybe once in a while, drop down to four and a half. You know how they used to kind of up and down a little bit, but I don't, Geez, I sure don't see them ever going back down to 2% and 2.5%. I think that was just a, a really, you know, COVID driven situation.
1: And also, it goes back to the monetary policies that were put in place after 2008. Right. And then the COVID pandemic also mm-hmm. had a huge impact and created this really unique situation.
2: And that's what it was, was a really unique situation. But I do believe that, um, you know, I still stand to my word that this is not going to be 2008 all over again. We're not going to have the market flooded with foreclosures. We're not going to see prices take a plunge. And the reason I say that is because, you know, I will reiterate, 36% of homes currently do not have a mortgage. (laughs) 63% of homes currently have positive equity. 1% of homeowners are upside down. So that 1%, if they get behind or they can't make their payments anymore, they are I guess, could be a potential candidate for foreclosure. But if those 63% of um, homeowners who do have a mortgage decide that their payment has gotten to be too much for them or too uncomfortable or they can't maintain divorce, who knows what the situation might be. Um, All they'll have to do is put their house on the market and sell it because they've got equity in it and with the rates, excuse me, with the prices having increased the way they have, the average homeowner has $155,000 worth of equities. So I think if people can't afford their homes, they'll simply sell them and move on is what will happen.
1: And they'll come out ahead at that point as well.
2: Correct. And then the problem is, you know, like um, if people say, oh, my my payment's getting kind of uncomfortable, The, the taxes just went up again, I think I should sell it and downsize, I say, well, let's look at the whole picture because if you're telling me that right now you are locked in at 2.5% and your payment on your $700,000 house is $2,200 or $2,400 and you're uncomfortable, just know that with the interest rates going to 5%, you're going to probably be able to spend three hundred thousand less and not decrease, you know, not decrease right. your payment by much. So there's just a lot to look at and take into consideration.
1: A lot to I, I did see some statistics this week as well that in February and a lot of this was inventory driven and it also weather driven that existing home sales slipped a little bit, but during that same time period the prices it went up anyway.
2: Right. Right. Um, and I think you're right. It was kind of a, it was a little bit of a slow start, but I sure tell you what, um, it was still busier than most winters, you know, not, not maybe busier than the prior two, but definitely busy. And I told you like January, we felt like we were in full swing (laughs) spring market. Right. Right. So the market is strong and the inventory is still really low and that's why there's still high demand and that's why prices will continue to rise. Granted, not at the same crazy rate they had been because those interest rates rising is going to have kind of a leveling effect on that. So we'll still see them going up, just not at that steep You know, rate that would have been increasing year over year.
1: Okay, time for another break already. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax results with us, and we'll be back in just a moment. News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
2: Get ready for the first ever Rochester Encore at Town Square media event.
0: And Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: We're back, Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax results this morning on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Robin, I saw a report that caught me by surprise. I don't know if it caught me by surprise. I I was intrigued by it, that it said, I think it was, I can't remember the exact percentage, but it was more than 50% of homeowners were considering listing their homes for sale within the next 6 to 12 months. That was considerably higher than I would have thought it would have been.
2: I'll tell you why it's higher because we have a lot of, in the last few years, first time home buyers that entered the market with the millennials and the Gen Zs, right? Well, those folks, I'm going to tell you, it's like clockwork. Five to seven years, people list and sell their house. It's been that way forever. They think this is my forever home. I'll be here at least 10 or 15 years. Five years later, I get a phone call. I'm ready to sell. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's the way it is. And it's okay. You know, it keeps the machine going, right? So um, bottom line is, is that now a lot of those Gen Z and millennials are going to be selling a home for the first time. You know, five years ago, they were buying a home for the first time and now they're getting ready to sell a, a home for the first time. And as a matter of fact, 44% of Gen Z and 35% of millennials say they are preparing to sell their home in the next 12 months. So add that to the normal amount of homeowners that would be selling whether it's to upsize downsize move that's why the numbers are so high that's why there's going to be so many houses in the market because everybody's like well yeah they want to sell them because they can get so much for them well that is part of it but they're going to pay more for the house they buy they want to sell them because it's time to sell people outgrow their houses just like we yes you know it's just the way it is we're a, a community or a nation on the move i guess
1: and especially you pointed out, it uh, was one of our last couple shows that we did, that people want these new amenities. After going through the pandemic, they want the larger family room. They want the backyard to be bigger. They want room yeah, for more office. outdoor
2: space. More outdoor yeah. space is really huge. Um, people want to be able to be outside, and I think because. Um, uh, still, a lot of people are more comfortable gathering with large groups, yes. with friends, when it's outside time.
1: It's true. So, and also, yeah. w- once you know, you're know you in that age group and once other members of your age group start selling, I think that kind of feeds upon itself as well. So-and-so yes. is selling their homes. Maybe we should be looking at that, too.
2: Well, and you know what's I think is interesting as well? Seventy five percent of would be buyers aren't looking to move far. As a matter of fact, they're looking to buy a home close to their current residence. Okay, so people aren't necessarily not liking where they live, but it's features in the house. Like you mentioned that they want to now that they've spent so much time at home, maybe now that they're working from home or or whatever it is they realize this is important to me i want this i want that i want this but i do like where i live so that's good
1: yeah it's all good and what it tells me is that there might be a upswing in inventory coming up i hope so
2: you know we're inventory shortage is not it's not it's not a local problem i mean clearly it's a national problem and I actually read an article that if we continue to build houses and at a, you know, like a pretty aggressive rate for 30 years, it'll, it would take us 30 years to catch up to actually have enough homes for everyone.
1: I that's, think I mentioned, uh, <laughs> that's I mean, it's a, it's,
2: it's a lot, we're behind, we're really behind. And so I think I mentioned to you before that I am serving as the chair of the housing committee in Wabasha. And so, just in our little 2,500 population,
1: but it it's called what the Port Port Authority.
2: Well, the Port of, we? It's yeah. I I'm actually I actually serve on the Port Authority, but a committee is the housing committee that okay. I chair. Okay. And so our focus is to figure out how to bring more housing into Wabasha. So we're one one little town, and this is it's everywhere, right? So it's like what it takes is not just people talking about it, but boots on the ground. So we're pretty excited that we're going to figure out what land can be built on, whether it's land that's owned by the city or land that... Um, is owned privately by people who are willing to sell and how we can bring in 186 units is our best estimate now. So if a town of 2,500 needs 186 units, think about how many units Rochester needs and then every little surrounding area around. So there's a huge push in many of these communities to figure out how we can get that housing. Because if you don't have the housing... Who do you employ? And that's a bigger problem in the rural communities than it is in the bigger cities because people don't necessarily want to drive. And a lot of jobs, if it's, you know, working in a hospital or a nursing home or the school are not jobs you can do remotely. I mean, those are jobs that you have to be there in person. So if they can't find jobs, excuse me, if they can't find homes locally, it's really tough for those employers to recruit help for the jobs.
1: And you're right. It it's even a larger issue for these smaller towns. It's been a huge issue for for a town like, uh, a city like Rochester. I can't imagine right trying to grow an economy in a smaller town. Right. But you shortages. know, it,
2: it's going to happen, and it's going to happen. You know, in all of the surrounding areas, you know, whether that be Stewartville or Iota or Byron or Casson, we're going to continue to see growth. We're going to continue to see more homes and we're in a good economy and housing is still the American dream and people are still building and people are still buying. And nobody's excited that the cost of materials has gone up or that the interest rates are going up, but it is what it is. People still need a home and that real estate is still a fantastic investment. So I don't want people to be discouraged. I think people need to understand that home ownership is still awesome and it's still a great time to buy a house.
1: And do you know what this kind of situation drives is innovation. Correct. When, When people are running into obstacles and there's a demand to be met, innovators will emerge and come up with solutions.
2: Right exactly it's like when you think about like a, a small town like wabasha you don't have to think about just building affordable housing for the people who are working the you know 15 an hour jobs you can also think about building some more expensive homes for the people who live in the affordable housing that can't afford to move up but just don't have any options to move up to yes. but once they do then that frees up houses in the 200s and 250s so you know I mean it's it's a very integral what am I trying to say integral what in the world integrated there you go and it's like it's very you know I mean it's like It works together, right? We move these people up and then we move these people here. We move these people in. And and we just have to try to find, we're doing a housing study to find just exactly what our needs are and how we meet those needs. And that's how you do it in any city. But that's our job, I think, as realtors to help, you know, the cities and the towns understand what the needs are. And it's so easy to collect data now.
1: And uh, you, with the institutional knowledge you have, a lot of it's, right there in the brain and you see the trends well, I think it's I think
2: the, the stronger force for me I think is above my knowledge is my passion you know I'm just so passionate about it
1: well if you want to tap into that passion how do we get a hold of Robin Gwaltney and the Gwaltney group Remax results
2: I would love to help and I actually I just want to mention quickly I love getting calls from listeners this week I got a call from Doug who listens to us every week and just enjoys it so much. And I just love that. It's really nice to get that feedback and get those phone calls. So thanks for calling me this week, Doug. You made my week.
0: Yeah. Anyway, for um,
2: yeah. yeah. So my cell phone is, it's very public 507 259 4926. And I always have it with me and most certainly answer it if I'm not busy with someone else and will return my call if I can't answer it.
1: Well, great. Robin, we'll chat with you next week. Good luck with the Easter egg hunt.
2: Thanks. All right. Talk to you later, Andy.
1: (laughs) That's Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.